Nation YY8 podcast is back after a, a little bit of a hiatus last week. We're back um, here in the studios, the Section YY8 studios. I'm Negative Niece, joined by Day Day Vol. He is in his basement. He's having all kinds of audio <laughs> troubles tonight. Day Day, what's going on? Nothing much. How are you? I'm I'm great. So um, I've been working on trying to get a YouTube channel launched for the podcast and i think i've about got it ready to go so hopefully so hopefully you're watching this live or watching this whenever um on youtube if you're watching the video great um if you're listening to us in your car mowing running exercising day day's wife's on the treadmill right now Maybe she's listening to an old episode. I don't know. I doubt it. She's, t- she's texting me now. Never oh. mind. She, she held. <laughs> but uh, hopefully I can get this figured out. Um, hopefully within the next few days of this release, we'll have another release on. Earlier in this week, I recorded a basketball-specific episode with Vol Basketball Fever podcast, uh, Nathaniel Rutherford. We talked basketball, UT, college basketball for like an hour and a half. So – pretty long episode and i kind of what i was wanting to do was incorporate that into this week's show but that would be like a three-hour episode so that's not gonna happen but we'll we'll break it up and uh and go from there um if you see what i'm wearing tonight if you're watching this you can see it if you're listening i'll tell you what i'm wearing i'm wearing a vols baseball jersey replica jersey that are apparently so hard to get and a carter hornet's Carter High School Hornets hat. Both teams are ranked number one, Day Day. What? Number one. Carter's ranked number one in the state in AAA as of this week. And I think as of this recording, they actually lost tonight in a game that was (laughs) spur of the moment scheduled. I got a text at like 12 today saying they were going to Sweetwater to play. So, I think they lost. But, anyways, number one in the state. Vols are number one in the nation. So, I'm riding on uh, two number one teams right now. What's Morristown ranked? I just have one. <laughs> What's Morristown ranked? <laughs> Negative fifty. <laughs> I don't think they're doing very well. They they were they were never doing well when I was up there. So hopefully mm-hmm. they can turn it around. But uh, they're young. They're like super young. A lot of freshmen playing. Yeah, they. Uh, yeah. I think Carter was playing Lakeway Academy, which is also in the Morristown area, and they're struggling too. Yeah, a little white pineish. Hopefully, hopefully the Hamlin County area can figure that out. We'll see. I mean, East is good at basketball. They're consistent with that. That's true. Um, So this week's show, we're probably going to talk a lot about baseball. Um, I mentioned the podcast that I recorded with – oh, hold on a second. We've got a caller into the show. Let's see who this is. Uh, yeah, you're on the Section YY8 podcast. Go ahead. Oh, we're having some audio trouble here. You're on the Section YY8 podcast. Go ahead. What do you say, boys? Big Montana here. How's it going? Big Montana calling in. What's <laughs> going on, Big Montana? By God, I got called out today. I said, hey, I got to do a little work tonight, and I ain't going to be able to be on the podcast. And everybody gave me a hard time, and I just had to call in and say what was up. I got a guy out here. 
hollering my name. When I spent more money in spilt liquor from the Wolf's Den in, in Tucky Ho to Saddlebags and Mascot than you made in a year, pal. By God, you're talking to the Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, kiss dealing, woo, wheeling dealing, limousine riding, Jet flying, son of a gun. And I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. How about the Vols baseball team, boys? Get fired up. How about them? Uh, Big Montana, I know you're on a short short uh, time frame here, tight time frame, but me and Big Montana were at the game Saturday night. Uh, we didn't. We got a late notice. Shout out Blake Dutton for getting us some tickets. He had the hookup. We got there after the ejections. Uh, I think we walked in right after Jordan Beck's first home run, but uh, man, what a what a what a game Saturday night there at Lindsey Nelson. Let's go! I tell you what, man, uh, I love it. I love Coach Vitello. Um, he he may be my favorite UT sports coach ever, including Fulmer. Um, dude gets me fired up, including Rick Barnes. It. It, definitely including <laughs> Rick Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> no, he uh um, I, mean, I love I don't know, I could have done <clears throat> excuse me, I could have done without the chest bump that that he did on the umpire. Oh uh, kind of a flop, but I did that, like that he got ejected. It sounded like it was planned, and that's fine. Oh, yes. He needed to I do love that. it. I love it, man. The world college sports needs a little bit more WWE. Somebody's gotta be the bad guy. Somebody has to turn heel. So you You've obviously listened to uh, Bussin' with the Boys this week. He was they finally put that out with it. him on there. You, you think about it, it, they are the NWO of the Southeastern Conference right now. Hey, love it. Hey, which is it's fine. Run wild. I mean, the NWO, hey. the NWO took over there for a while. They did. Nobody wanted anything to do with them either. I mean, we might get the title belt and paint a big T on it in black. I love it. Paint it orange, baby. Paint it orange. Paint it something. They're, Just paint it. They're running. They're running wild. I I tell you what. Some people have mixed feelings about the chest bump. Let's be clear. That was a ball sack to ball sack. I'm a bigger man than you are. Ball sack bump. I don't really think and it was he, even a chest bump. He just like got in his he, face. He put his cod sack on him and said, "Bow up, <laughs> old boy." You did don't they, want none. Did they touch tips? Oh, it was ball sack <laughs> to ball sack, buddy. He's all up in his business. Yeah, it was and that, close. Was, that little Jeffrey McCunnelingus or whatever his damn name is, what a damn troll. And when I say troll, he's under a bridge troll. What is that guy doing? I, I saw so him. many pictures of him where – they were other umpires were talking to the coaches at the damn coin flip or coaches meeting or whatever the hell you want to call it. And he's sitting there me mugging the crowd, like, get out of here, dude. He's pissed off because he's three inches uh, shorter than uh, Tony is. That's his biggest problem. Little man syndrome. I called him little like Trump used to call people little L I D D L E <laughs> little Jeffrey, whatever. I don't know what his name was, but I, I'm going to go ahead and call a sweep this week on the Florida Gators. Um, they're fired up. 
it's going to happen. It couldn't happen to a nicer bunch. Um, it, it's going to be bad. It's going to be a bloodbath in Gainesville. Yeah, Tennessee is uh, – and we'll get to the standings here in a minute later on after you're gone probably, but Florida's six and nine, eight games back of the Vols in the East. They're already buried, but Tennessee can throw a little more dirt on them this week. Oh, just step on their throat, man. Step on their throat. That's what I'm throw, saying. Throw dirt on their grave. I love it. So, um, yeah, Tennessee's bats woke up, and uh, Big Montana and I were there to see it Saturday night at uh, Lindsey Nelson Stadium, raucous atmosphere. Um, the lady that sat behind us was a little weird. Pitching porch outlets. <clears throat> you were where? <laughs> the pitching porch outlets. Did you find any deals? Yeah, I got a bunch of stuff. Got me some cool uh, swim trunks with dinosaurs riding a cooler. It's dope. <laughs> Are you going to wear those to Disney again, or what's going on? I'm wearing them to Hawaii, big boy. Hawaii? Big what? Yeah, I'm wearing them to Hawaii. Uh, It sounds like you're you're, uh, (laughs) kiss-stealing and limousine and jet-flying, too. Somebody that's going to Hawaii is uh, still sitting in Z11 with me and you, Big Montana? Yeah, something's wrong. (laughs) Something's going on here I don't know about. <laughs> well, the the one that makes all the money isn't yeah. back in the in the. She's on the treadmill. <laughs> all right, anything all right. you got? Anything else, Big Montana? Before you gotta you gotta run and and keep that uh keep those greenbacks flowing. Oh, buddy, commissions rolling in like crazy. Uh, restaurants are buying. COVID's gone. Masks are gone. If you don't like it, learn to love it. You're not just YY8, you're YY8 for life. I love you boys. Have a great show. I'm going to go in here and put some orders in. Hey, real quick before you go, I wanted to, I was going to ask Gavin. He's uh, hopefully going to be on before the end of the show, but um, how how are you all surviving the, um, how are you all surviving now that the judge in Florida rescinded the federal mask mandate? I mean, how many people have we killed across this country with that being gone? I mean, I'm having a hard time. I, when I walk into a public building, I just hold my breath. And, you know, the bank was a little bit long today, and I had to take three breaths inside a public place. Oh, dear. But I, I don't know. I mean, I may, have, I may have killed off several grandparents this week by, you know, just raw dog in the air here. You're killing granny. Well, it is what it is. She had a long run. Yeah. Hopefully she's vaccinated because that works yeah. so well. Yeah, and boosted. <laughs> there you go. Hey, guys, have a good one. I'm out yeah. of here. Thanks for joining us. Big Montana, <coughs> he is – I don't know if he's gone yet or not, but uh, – I'm gone. So he's gone. <laughs> Get him out of here. <laughs> he's gone. Now it's just me and Dave. Big Montana coming in. Um, he texted us earlier today. He's got a big meeting uh, tomorrow. We're recording this on Thursday night, April 21st. Big meeting for Big Montana tomorrow. So send him out some prayers, good vibes. He's got a big meeting tomorrow. I, I text everybody and I said, Big Montana's got to learn not to schedule meetings on Mondays and Fridays. Schedule them Tuesday, Wednesday, Sad. Thursday. Or if you schedule them Monday, schedule them later in the day. So you don't, that's not the first thing you want to do on Monday. Or if you schedule a meeting Friday, I guess schedule it friday morning but uh always wednesday for friday me. afternoon meetings are a no-no in my book that's when oh, i do terrible. that's when i do park inspections so <laughs> you're trying to go home that won't be that's what movie. i'm saying 
Well, that's good that the mask mandate is rescinded if you're going to Hawaii here in the near future. Hopefully, they don't put that back in place. Um, no, but I mean, but you got to remember, I live with a doctor, so that's true. I, there's two sides yeah. to it. I got. It. Yeah, I got you. We we were no, I mean, we were going without them anyway. That we were hoping that they were going to be gone. So and all yeah. this stuff, all the restrictions were gone. Yeah, and we traveled a lot. My mom and dad so, were mad. They um, they I work traveled. in public school. So. They tra- <laughs> yeah, they traveled to um, Chicago last week to babysit my nephew for a week. And um, my mom was like, why couldn't they have rescinded that last week? <laughs> it really bothers her wearing that. Yeah. I mean, they were there and, you know, flying, layovers, all that stuff, five, six yeah. hours. So, um, yeah, glad that's I mean, gone. like, I was like, oh, they're, you know, they're done. I don't want to get on tangent on these. But and then, of course – the wise woman she is she's like yeah but an airplane is a little bit different because it's just recycling that air yeah it doesn't have anywhere to go like an airport like sitting there in the airport you're fine but again i think we're we're progressing to i don't know going away i don't think it ever goes away no i mean it's here but it's at a much weaker um point than it's ever been covid's never going away been through it like twice probably yeah once for sure you know, COVID's never going away, the China virus, but, you know, it's something, you know, for people our age, it's it's more than likely not going to bother us. We might be sick for two or three days and then we'll bounce back. You know, there's some people that yep. it bothers just like the flu, just like any other yep. respiratory <clears throat> illness exactly. that's going around. And I, I just, I, this has been so over politicized. It's just crazy. Yeah, that's the yeah. problem. It's It's been political and me don't like politics, so. It's just frustrating in that front. So let's go away from that. No more China virus, no more politics. Tennessee baseball, still number one in the country, even after a couple losses last week. So I got to go to my first Tennessee game uh, in a couple years. (laughs) I think I was telling uh, Big Montana last week when we were on our way to the stadium last weekend, which was last minute, uh, I got a call at 5.30. I was actually taking a nap on the couch watching golf Saturday afternoon, and my phone rang. Guy I know calls me and says, hey, I got two tickets. They're yours if you want them. I said, I'll take them. Let me call Big Montana. He's supposed to be over here at 6. He he wasn't answering the phone. And I, I knew what was going on. He was asleep, too, and he was. And he called me at 5.45 and said, what's up? I told him. He said, I'll be there shortly he got here about six o'clock so we got down there about 15 20 after you know touch late yeah. yeah so just missed the first couple about inning and a half so but um went to the tennessee tech game at smoky stadium last tuesday or last week tuesday vols first loss in 23 games lost three to two to tennessee tech just could not get the bats going it was a wood bat game both teams agreed to use a wood bat I didn't think that it was as big of a deal as a lot of people let on because a lot of those kids so many people. in college and high school when they play summer league, they're, they're wood bat wood leagues. All the time. Yeah, they're, they're wood batting all the time. And there's really not a whole lot of – I mean, there is a little difference, but with these BB4 sure. bats, they're so – they're not as hot as those aluminum bats in the 90s. You used to watch right. Omaha and that ding they would make. <laughs> ding! You don't oh, hear that, that anymore, but – no, it's more BB of a core bats, noise. Right. The BB core bats almost mimic a wood bat. I mean, they're a little more hot, but 
I didn't think well, they don't have they don't have any dead spots. Right. Well, you can get a homer <laughs> almost on the handle. You're not doing that with a wood bat. I just didn't think it was that big of a deal. Plus, we didn't put the ball in play a whole lot. So no. we swung I can't it. Blame it garbage. on that. Swung Struck out a pitches. bunch. Uh trying to look it up here. Credit to that pitcher. I mean, he didn't throw many strikes, but when he did, it was when he got you to swing at garbage and then he followed it up with a strike, and then you're looking at that one. Yeah, Tennessee struck out 13 times that's against be a Tennessee high. Tech. I mean, that's <laughs> got to be a season high. They had four hits, two runs, 13 strikeouts, left nine on base, and had well, they had seven seven walks. Um, so, I mean, they didn't even come close to splitting with the strikeouts. So, just yeah, this is one of those games. A lot of teams lose midweek games i don't put a whole lot of stock into it it just stunk because there was 8183 people there a smoky stadium record it was a it was like battle, a smaller scale battle of bristol you were at battle yeah. of bristol remember yeah, how awful it was, was to get in it was terrible it oh, was like so that except... i'm just glad i had a place to stay for that thing like it, literally it was walking distance so and it still was a 45 minute process i mean it Getting into the parking lot, we got there five till six, so five fifty-five. Game was a 6:30 first pitch, and they had already stopped taking money at the gate. If you've ever been to Smoky Stadium, they take yep. parking money <clears throat> on the third base side and right at the home plate side. They had already stopped, and they were just like just park. And they ended up bussing people <laughs> from they, down the they road. Made all their money. <laughs> I mean, seriously, they. They, That's crazy. And they still – I know a person that that it took 50 minutes to get from the fireworks store on the other side of the interstate to the stadium, which is literally like a minute away. Jeez. 50 minutes. That's nuts. I think she got to the stadium in like the fourth or fifth inning. But she couldn't turn around. She was stuck in traffic. <clears throat> but Tennessee loses that game 3-2. to two. They lost to Alabama. On a Friday night, I believe that was five to six to three. Yeah, six, six to, three. to three. Sound right? Yeah, six to and three Friday night. I'm not saying Bama didn't beat us. I think they beat us, but that's another game where kind of beat yourself. Left too many yeah. on base. Um, some subpar pitching at times. Not the whole game, just crucial point points. Struck out. We lost. But struck out eight times. I mean, that's that's a had lot some, of strikeouts. Had some questionable behind-the-plate calls. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, it, and that's kind of what – It's not a secret. You know, we were talking about uh, the umpire and Vitello and Frank Anderson getting into it. It really started on Friday night because his strike zone was questionable. He, he called it kind of both ways, but it was a weird strike zone. It was It was, it was poor. Um, but Tennessee, like Big Montana and I said, bounce back Saturday night, nine to two, bounce back Sunday in a big way, fifteen to four. Oh, man. What a they bloodbath. Just, they drug them. Yeah, no, on uh Saturday, we decided to go to Dollywood. We did Dollywood stuff. And we're like, oh, we'll stop at outlets. And we ate and did the outlets and I pull up the game and I didn't have any sound. Signal was kind of iffy. And we went in the store, come back out, and I, I look, and I'm like, why is – I don't remember who was pitching. Was it Sewell? Sewell took over? Yes. I was like, why yes. is this guy pitching? It's like something happened. But they didn't score any runs. So, it wasn't because he's pitching bad. And 
course, can't rewind the ESPN app. So I had no. to wait till Bob mentioned it, like in two more innings. What went down? They finally showed a replay. I'm like, what in the uh, world? I don't remember which game it was. I think it was he Friday said, night. Bob, there was two outs, runners on first and second, ground ball, and he said, "Well, here's a double play ball." There was two outs, and he said, "Oh wait, there's two outs," and he literally so, just said there was two outs. No, you're not on camera. <laughs> She's done. She can be um, on camera. She doesn't want to be. Um, <laughs> the on Sunday, so we did Easter dinner, went to Bass Pro Shop for a quick Easter Bunny photo, and I'm looking at it on my phone, in the ground rule double, I clearly could see on my tiny little phone, like the the small iPhone, could see that it was ground rule double, and he got it a grand slam. I'm like, what are we doing, yeah. man? What are we doing? It's I, I don't know. This was the he best there? We got. Were they there in person? I think they were. Him and Todd. I think so yeah, yeah, they definitely were. Yeah, I can understand that if he was doing it on TV, but I, I mean, I was watching a game earlier tonight before we started recording. It was LSU and Missouri at LSU, and you could tell they weren't there. They were just calling yeah. what they saw on TV. Doing the remote, yeah. Um, no, yeah, he, I'm pretty sure they were both there, and they were both not very good. Todd, you could tell he was out of his element because they he yeah. Bob would ask him a question, and he'd just say, yeah, that wasn't a good swing. Or, yeah, you can't do that. Um, he just, and then it, it's everything. It's oh, we played poor competition. That's why our numbers are inflated. I'm like, we're doing this to the SEC teams too. Yeah, but you're like third in this stat now, and blah blah blah. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? What is? What's going through your mind to say this stuff? You want to be that unbiased? I don't, I don't get it. It just drives me crazy. Yeah, you wear orange. Uh, yeah, I you mean, can be positive. The other games you watch, they're 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 homerish. I mean, yeah. it, it's okay. It's it's okay. You're calling it on the SEC network that's not even live, uh, or what what do we want to call it? Nationally televised. It's just right. an app. Be a homer. So Tennessee won two out of three against Alabama. Um, they beat Be- Bellarmine. Is that how you say this school? I have no idea. I've heard of them, but I don't. I don't never know heard of them anything about them. I Kentucky, did, somewhere in Kentucky. I did no research on this before we started no. recording, but casually watched the game. Oh my goodness! As I knocked my microphone over, um, yeah, Bellarmine, Tennessee beat them nine to three Tuesday nights, um, and now they've got Florida coming up. I did want to mention you talked about Camden Sewell. I talked to his dad yesterday, no today, and um, we worked together on some things and i said what do you think about about camden coming in uh that early in the game i thought he pitched pretty well he said yeah he said but i was running late and i walked into Lindsey nelson and he was on the mound and i'm like what the heck is going on why is camden out there he had no idea he wasn't listening to the radio so he, yeah he didn't know either yeah he had no clue why his son was throwing but he's like man camden pitched his butt off he i mean that's oh, a tough spot so good. and he and he got hurt early. Yeah. And oh, well, he gave up that one run, and it was more just fatigue than anything. Yeah, he gave up – I think it was a home, that two-run homer that yeah. that got about 10 yeah, feet that's off what the ground. Was. And they let him throw one too many pitches. But yeah. as a confident pitcher, he's like, no, nah, I got this. They came yeah. out and talked – it was funny. They came out and talked yep. to him. He gave up a hit. 
they came out and talked to him literally like one or two pitches later balls out and um but yeah they i mean that's a tough spot for a reliever to come in and you know, that early in the game they're not yeah expecting to do that but no way but i mean he does have the experience he pitched a lot and what was it the sec tourney last year he had to go yeah a good amount of innings down there and he did well so yeah i mean you can't rely on that every time but no. i think he can do it tennessee I, we i was talking to somebody about this the other day it may have been camden's dad tennessee's pitching doesn't get talked about enough um it's, they are they are probably one of the best if not the best in the country pitching staffs right now i know their offense is what gets talked about and rightfully so but this pitching staff right now is just i mean they're locking down everybody yeah and what's crazy is they have two guys that are just trying to get in the rotation yeah they're really really good yeah <laughs> it's like i mean like tip- you didn't want Dolander to get hurt, but it's like, man, you have Tidwell coming in. <laughs> yeah, you got an like, All-American coming in. Are, are you having a drop-off? I don't know. I mean, he hadn't pitched enough this year for us to know, but we know what he can do. I'd like to see them – and they know better than I do. I'd like to see them get Tidwell a little more work. He's just throwing like an inning at a time right now. Yeah. And I know they're trying to build him up. Build him up. I know he's throwing more during the week than what we see on TV, but – um. I just feel like, you know, as we go along here, they're going to have to start, you know, do they're going to have three to innings. Them. Yeah. I mean, because when we get in tournament play, you're going to have to – there's going to be times where you got to throw five pitchers in that week span. Yeah. What's what's cool is we have that. We didn't have it last year. I mean, right now we've got four legit starters, and then you've got a, a pretty stacked bullpen right now with, with a mm-hmm. couple guys in that bullpen that can go multiple innings. So – that's what sets Tennessee apart right now from a lot of other teams is their starting pitching, their bullpen. I mean, a lot of teams have explosive offenses, and Tennessee has that, but they don't have the pitching staff that Tennessee Mm-mm, has. Not to go with because like, Missouri, they had a really good offense. They just had a really terrible bullpen. Like, they yeah. could hang around for three or four innings, and then their bullpen come in. It's just, whoa. So Bama um, seemed to be the same way. Yeah, I mean, two and three. Bama could hit. They just didn't have the pitching that Tennessee has. I mean, that's you could see it out there. And, and their catcher, good grief, on Saturday night, somebody I said, somebody said Tennessee uh, knows now not to steal left field on that guy. He threw three <laughs> balls into left field, and one of them, it's hilarious. One of them was a dang airmail. I did feel a little bit sorry for that dude because he was getting beat mm. up behind the He's plate. A bammer. It is Bammer. Bammer. Who cares? But he like he was having to work his butt off behind the plate. He blocking pitches. I mean, they were just pounding the ball into the dirt and um or the turf. He got pulled pulled the next day. But he um yeah. I mean <laughs> that dude, I mean, he it had to be 15, 20 feet over the third baseman's head. That one, yeah, he sold that thing so I I mean it wasn't even close. It's like I could have done that one. Um, so Tennessee's at Florida this weekend. Um, looking at the SEC standings, I mentioned a minute ago, Florida is six and nine, nice in the SEC East, 23 and 14 overall. It says here uh, they've won two in a row. Tennessee's 14 and one, 34 and three overall. So Florida's eight games back in the East of Tennessee. Tennessee's five games clear of Georgia right now. Um, they're nine and six. Wow. 26 and 11 overall. I mean, 
it's not the East isn't over yet. No, not even close. Yeah. You got a lot I mean, of- we're just a little over halfway through. I mean, Tennessee's got three against Florida, three against Auburn. Yeah. So that's six. Three against Kentucky. Okay, that's nine. We got Bellarmine again, it says on here. Yeah, I saw May that. May 10th. Uh, then we got three against Georgia. So that's 12. Three against Mississippi State. So we got 15 games left. So obviously, mathematically, it's not over. But uh, Tennessee, with a couple more series, can really put the nail in the coffin. If, if they win 10, yeah, I mean, which is very doable out of the because Kentucky's not that great. I don't know about, I mean, Florida's, Florida's not bad. I think yeah. they should win two of three. No, I mean, but losing look, their starting pitcher, you should be able to sweep. So we've got, here's who we've got left. Uh, we're a little over halfway through. You've got Florida, who's six and nine. Uh, Tennessee's still got Kentucky left. They're five and 10 entering this weekend. Um, we've still got Mississippi State left. They're six and nine. We've still got Auburn left, who's been a little bit of a surprise this year. They're eight and seven. They're ranked. I'm looking forward to that series. Um, is that a home one? That I is in like Knoxville. Is. Yeah, okay. I was hoping it was in Auburn because I was going to go down there because it might have been one of the only times to get into the stadium without paying an That's arm and true. a leg. Um, and I'm trying to think who else we got that I've left off here. Um no, that's it. So, Florida, Auburn, I mean, Georgia. The only teams we've got left in the conference that that are entering this weekend, which is the weekend of April twenty third, April twenty second, twenty third, twenty fourth, with a winning record, is Auburn. I mean, they are the only team in the SC, with the SEC with a winning record. And Tennessee's got that's Kentucky wild. at five and ten, Florida at six and nine. George, well, I'm sorry. Georgia's nine and six. I apologize. They've still okay. got Georgia. Georgia's been playing pretty good too. Yeah, Georgia's but they're another this year. Hot bats, eh, iffy pitching. I think it's funny. I'm I'm looking here. Remember a few weeks ago when we played Ole Miss and they were number one in the country? They are. They are terrible. five and ten in the SEC. Twenty-one and fifteen overall. I they might reading, not even make it to the NCAA's. Yeah, I was reading earlier bracketology, which I hope Lenardi's not in charge of. Because he would have Tennessee <laughs> as the three seed, but they don't have Ole Miss in the field of sixty-four right now. Yeah, it's like weekday games or midweek games, whatever you want to call them, don't matter. But the one they lost really mattered. Yeah, I tell you, there's a team. And I need to pull up the rankings. Southern Miss. They're they're not an SEC team. Yeah. That is a team you need to That's watch out good. for. They're always pretty good. Um, but they, I, I noticed the other day they were in the top 20. I'm trying yeah, to, yeah, they were ranked. I remember, yeah, that. they're ranked. Um, but they, you know, they made some noise uh, a few years ago. Um, and they are ranked sixth right now. I didn't know they were that high. They're 27 and I didn't eight. Know it was that high. Um, this is according to d1baseball.com. Yeah, Tennessee's like number D1 one, best. obviously. Yeah, Oregon, there they are. Oregon State, two, Oklahoma State, three. Arkansas four, Miami five, Southern Miss six, Stanford seven, Virginia Tech eight, Texas Tech nine, Texas ten. So Tennessee lost to Texas earlier in the year. Um, one of their only three losses. Uh, we do not play Arkansas. Hopefully we meet up with them in the SEC tournament. Oh, man, they're sure obsessed with this, though. I mean, yeah. players, fans, everything. Good gracious. 
one of their players, if you don't know what Day Day's talking about, one of their players after I think it was the Saturday night game, they were asking him about Arkansas's playing really well right now. They got a little win streak going. And he said, Yeah, well, you know, hopefully we can keep keep this up. And I'm paraphrasing here. Hopefully we can keep this up get to the SEC tournament and, and face that number one team from the East would not say Tennessee's name. But we are in their headspace. They're, they're mad. <laughs> Why, mad. I don't know. I don't know what what it is with them and us in baseball. But it's everybody right now. Vitello, oh, I was, we're hated. We're so hated. I was listening to Vitello's. I, get it. I would hate if I wasn't a Tennessee fan. I would hate this Tennessee team. Yeah, they're like – But I am a Tennessee fan, so I absolutely love this Tennessee team. They're like um, Blake Dutton, who got me the tickets. You don't know him, but some that listen to this show might. If he's not on your team, you hate him. If he's on your team, you love him. He's one of those guys. He's like a uh, Marshall Henderson type. Mm-hmm. That's what Tennessee is right now. And Vitello was – I was listening to his press conference at lunch today, and he pretty much said – he's like, look – you know, he's going to miss – he's suspended four games uh, for the ejection and bumping the umpire the other night, so he missed Tuesday's game. He's going to miss the Friday-Saturday game. But he said he's just ready to – he's just ready to get back to baseball and stop with all the politics because the last three series, you were at Vanderbilt, they were com- the sticker on the bat. Um, come back home against – let's see. Where were we at after Was it Missouri? That? Is Missouri? Uh, yes, the Missouri, Missouri series. What? What? Something went on there. Uh, it, they were accusing him of stuff. I mean, that's his former yeah. home too. I mean, so. there was some stuff there. And then this past weekend, you had the uh, the umpire issue. Uh, all that was going on. So he's just well, like, and and their head coach stealing signs. I mean, like he said, they should cover their signs better. That's on them. But really. I mean, yeah, we. You I mean, feel that we, insecure. You got still some signs. Everybody does that, though. So I mean, and he's yeah. right. He said you got to do a better. Not as job. obvious as that guy was doing it. No, he would move down the third baseline to get the see the ball and yeah, then signal it in. I'm like, wow, okay, whatever. It was you a little do, more man. aggressive than the uh, straw plane yellow jackets were in the right. EBL. That's a little more aggressive than a guy on second base looking at the catcher and relaying it back to his batter. We just stole signs because the catcher spread his legs so wide. We saw what he was calling and just yeah. we had a system. I mean, that, shame, shame on shame you. Shame on him. If, <laughs> if you're giving – like, yeah, sorry. Shame on him if he's giving it up that easy. But, I mean, that dude was working to get the signs. And he was the head coach at that. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Um, so, so – You do you, I guess. Yeah, you do you. Well, Tennessee baseball this weekend. We'll see how that goes. Um, big, big series. Hopefully, at least get, you got to at least go into these series mindset. We got to take two out of three. Uh, big oh, Montana definitely. saying we're going to sweep, I think, but uh, two out of three from here on out is fantastic. Right. I, I don't want to call for this. I'm not confident in calling for the sweep because even Vitello alluded to it. He's like, at home, yes, I'm not there, but I'm live. Like, I can get the guys to give me the live feed. In Florida, he's going to have to watch on the ESPN app. He's a minute, two minutes behind whatever's going on. So, if there is any real communication, I don't know the rules on that. Like, do they call each other, FaceTime each other? I don't know. You know, to talk about what's going on, he's two minutes behind at all times. Yeah. um, It looks like every game 
is on SEC Network Plus this weekend. Yep. Uh, Friday night, 6.30 start. Saturday, 6.30. Sunday, 12 o'clock. So, um, Ooh, I'm looking next weekend against Auburn and Knoxville. Friday night, Saturday night, both games, SEC Network. And then Sunday's on Plus. Um, one game against Kentucky's on the network, no plus. Um, and then the Georgia series, you've got one game on ESPNU, one game SEC network, and then one game on plus. So, okay. At least we and I know have... people get really upset about this, like how they do the TV stuff, but in baseball, it's totally different than like your football and basketball. They don't thinking, thinking basketball. They've got, they set it way different. You don't play got... three games in a row. Right. You've got a game on Tuesday night at 7, a game on Tuesday night at 9. Sometimes you've got multiple games going on at the same time, but they've got ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU, SEC Network. There's Unless it's a early season non-conference game, those games are on TV somewhere. They're not on Plus. Yep. Um, so that's different because they've got all of these series on Friday night are played at 6 37 o'clock and there's yep. what five six series going on at the same time so so they um, they give everybody their time yeah i mean they they have no choice to put those on and i, I don't get i tweeted about that like i don't understand why people cry about it so much just log into the app you have it on your yeah. cable I'm, I'm just happy that i have access to it three years ago we wouldn't have been able to see it Right. I mean, well, maybe four, maybe four years ago. Yeah. It's, um, it, it's, I was talking to somebody not long ago. I mean, even in high school sports now, they have apps, which yeah. I, I was watching Carter High School play at Sweetwater tonight on my phone. Um, and now it's just it's an wild. iPad set up there and you just see behind the plate. But it's crazy that you can watch all of these sporting events live without having to travel. Um, you know, if you're sick, you can watch the game. If you don't want to drive to Sweetwater or wherever Morristown may be. If you want to go to Dollywood with your family, you can right. still watch the game. And you can keep – if you're not <laughs> watching it, you can keep up with it on this thing. So, it's yeah, just – It's it's a cool time to live in. I know Gavin and I have talked on here before that baseball does sometimes, even at all levels, a bad job of marketing themselves. But you think – that. 10, 20 years ago, there was no college baseball on TV. I mean, mm -hmm. well, I shouldn't say 10 years ago. 20 years ago, there was not much college baseball mm -hmm. at all. Just random games on the weekends. Um, I mean, you go back to the 90s when I was growing up and when you were growing up, probably a little bit later than me, but there was no college later. baseball on until it got to the tournament, until SEC yeah, tournament. That, that was all you got. And even the NCAA tournament, you didn't see – you saw random games. And then, of course, College World Series was on ESPN, CBS back in back in the 90s, and I think it's been on ESPN for years now. But that was really like – that's where you watch college baseball. There wasn't much exposure. Now it's – you can watch a college baseball game anytime you want or from whatever Which team you really want to cool. watch. I mean, it's, it's still not perfect, but – it's way no, we got, better. We got to get a better production value for Tennessee. I've tweeted about it a couple of times. It's just like somebody was saying something about, oh, it's SEC Plus. And I'm like, yeah, but Florida's going to have a little better setup than what we got going. 
Now, announcing may be biased and everything, but you're going to get better camera angles. You're going to get all this other stuff. They don't. We have yeah, a really I, bad production. It's like I said, really I bad. was I was watching the um, Missouri LSU game, and they it was it was about the same as kind of what we've seen with Tennessee the last couple weeks with some of the production value. I mean, it was you know they're not even the game at Smoky Stadium the other night. I went back and watched a little of it just to see what it looked like. There was very few wide shots, wide angle shots of the yep. stadium. It was like pitcher batter guy on the base, somebody in the dugout, and they did very little production value. It was like, here's the game. Like, you couldn't I'm going to press stadium. this button. Yeah, I mean, Oops. that's all they did. But that's better than – I mean, my mom, and dad, my mom and dad watched it in Chicago. I mean yeah. – it, It's definitely better than nothing. Moving on from baseball, I was looking at um, some football stuff online. I know we're a little bit a ways away, but um, BetSmartUS, I follow them on Twitter, at BetSmartUS. I think the guy's a local East Tennessee guy, but he put out uh, Vol football betting odds for the 2022 season. It was a Monte Carlo simulation win total probability, and he also had the over-unders. Yeah, sorry, the, the over-unders and the the point spread uh, for each game. So, I'll start with the win totals. He has, um, or this simulation had Tennessee with 12 wins, which would be an undefeated season at 0.6%, so less than 1%. 11 wins at 2.8%. 10 wins at 7.3%. Now, here's where it jumps up. Nine wins, 13.1%. Eight wins, 18%. Seven wins, 19.2%. Six wins, 16.5%. Five wins, 11.7%. So you can see that range. Um, and if you're watching this, I'm looking at another screen. But from five wins to nine wins, it's double-digit percentage chance to get those. Then you go down to four wins is 6.7%, three wins, 2.9%, two wins is 0.9%, and one win is 0.2%. So if Tennessee wins one, two, or three games, there is something bad, bad, bad wrong. Because we got a culture issue again. There's like four automatic wins on there. Um, yeah, Vandy, I think Mizzou's an auto, T. Martin, well, according, uh, Akron, Ball State. I think those are autos. Yeah. Just looking at the schedule real fast. So the automatic wins, according to their point spreads, is Ball State, minus, Tennessee's minus 18. Vanderbilt, Tennessee's minus 17. Um, UT Martin, Tennessee's minus 28. And Akron, Tennessee's minus 26. That's the four auto wins, I, I would say. Then you've got um, Missouri, Tennessee's minus seven against Missouri, which that's at that's here in Knoxville. Tennessee is minus four against Florida. Um, that's here in Knoxville. Uh, Tennessee is minus three at Pittsburgh. Um, and okay. you're thinking Pitt's getting probably two or three points being at home, so that might be a little bit wider than that. But yeah, it might be a touchdown. And we'll talk about Pitt a little later on um, here in the offseason, but they might be a little bit better 
with some additions they've made than we originally thought, but that's topic for another time. But they're favored by three there. Um, favorite. This one surprised me just a little bit. They had Tennessee minus two at South Carolina. Doesn't surprise me. I mean, I yeah, I remember I, what you did to him, man. Yeah, you embarrassed him. No, we did. That lingers. That lingers. So Tennessee. I get minus, it. It's at South Carolina, but you still embarrassed him. Big time. That was a great. That was a, that was one of the. I wish I was there. Um, I had to do my cousin's wedding that day, so we got. It goes back to uh, being able to watch on your phone. I was at Disney World. Yeah, I mean, we watched it in the. We watched it on. Uh, I mean, the church didn't have cable or satellite or anything, but we streamed it and watched it yep. while we were getting ready and eating lunch that day. Um, I'd seen this this flop flip flopped around this game. Tennessee at LSU. They have LSU minus three. I, I think don't know that's, if that's fair. Brian Kelly effect I, because I saw earlier where and that's it, a scary game and it's in a scary spot. Well, yeah, I mean it's we're after it's after Florida. Um, it's Before on the Bama. road in Death Valley. It's probably going to be a night game. I, I'm going to be there, so that's probably why LSU's favored. Just that's the negative <laughs> effect. <laughs> um, I'm surprised that we're favored uh, in the pit game because I'm going to that one. And so we're favored in one, two, three, two road games that I'm going to, and we're uh, underdogs in uh, the LSU game. So um, Georgia's minus 16, not a surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, Alabama was 17, I think. Alabama, they had them at or 14, 14. 14. Yeah. And then I, I left this one out. I wish Gavin was here. He doesn't look like he's going to make it for this week's show. But Kentucky, Tennessee's minus three uh, hosting Kentucky. So, know. according to the – if you just went by them being favored, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine wins on this schedule. And that's – we've talked about that – um on here before that this is a seven to nine win schedule probably and it could be anywhere it could be eight um i think it's more than likely probably gonna be seven it's just hard to tell this far out i think seven i I mean i don't know tennessee's got i mean they're gonna win those four i mentioned i think they're gonna beat south carolina i think they're gonna beat kentucky so that's six i really think i hope to God, and I pray to God that they take advantage of uh, Florida possibly Florida being down this year. They need yeah. to be – I know this is still kind of a rebuilding year for Tennessee. They need to beat Florida at home this they year. They need to. They've they got to. to. I mean, Alabama would be nice. That's well, not, I mean, if, if not going to happen yet. Our start of our schedule, Ball State, you go to Pittsburgh, which I know you said they've added some players, but they lost a lot. They a lot did. of defense, a lot of offense. And so they're they're gonna be young when we get to actually bring in an experienced offense minus, you know, Bayless. I mean, that's really the big worry for me. It's like, how do you replace that guy? He was really good. Um, but then you get Akron. And then Florida, on the flip side, they have Utah, um, Kentucky, and I think they have a cupcake in there. They could be broken before they even get to us. Yeah. That's my hope at least. Yeah, I mean, it's – Because if he loses them early, I mean, we've seen how that goes. Yeah, I mean, it's – I really – I mean, you've got the four wins there. I said South Carolina, Missouri, I think, are wins at six. I think we beat Kentucky. That's seven. 
and I think we beat Florida. That's a LSU, Georgia, Bama. LSU is kind of a toss up. Pitt could be a toss up too. We could win both of those games. We could also we definitely lose have better, of them. way better shot at Pitt. LSU. Yes. I just don't feel good about that one. It's going to be tough. I promise you that. I was down there last year, and that place wasn't full, and it was so hard. It's so tough of a place to play, and that's what – I mean, Auburn went yeah. in there and won that game. Um, that's true. I mean, but you got a different coach. Yeah. Um, let's see how he handles the SEC. I, I want to look at their schedule. I yeah, don't know what they've got before us. Because a lot of it, man, is who do you play before? I mean, it's going to be tough. I mean, it's not like he came in in the cupboard – we're talking about we got Kelly. Me. I mean, you, yeah, I mean, you a lot in left, the, but he the, brought in a ton. The cupboard's not bare in LSU, and he brought in a ton, but it's first year. You just don't know how these aren't your guys. You don't know how they're gonna they're gonna react. Um, so they got Florida State, Mississippi State, Auburn, Southern U, whoever that is, New Mexico, and then us. So we both come off a of bye week to play each other. Yeah, I mean it's okay. yeah, it's it'll be interesting, and we'll, we're going to have you know more talk as the spring and summer goes along. But I, I thought that was interesting. I saw Bet Smart put those out today, and uh, I might try to have him on at some point uh, later on this summer to talk more, not just about UT but college football. But um, start following that that account last year. They're pretty pretty spot on to a lot of uh, betting odds games. I mean, if you just look at the numbers, I, I know Tennessee wasn't in ESPN's FPI top 25. Which, which was, hallelujah to me. Yeah. Because every time we are, we're trash. It, so, it was it was surprising. It they, had, they had pit. I know, like, I know what they had in there. Hey, I'm fine with that. Trust me. Every time yeah. we've been in there, and then people are like, oh, Tennessee's overrated. I'm like, it's because ESPN puts them in this stupid poll. It doesn't even matter. That thing was pretty accurate in basketball, though. If you, if, I don't know if you follow different, that. Way different sport, though. Yeah, way different. It sport. is way different. But that thing is very, the win percentages that they put up and the yeah. factors. I mean, it's like almost spot on. I mean, there was, but there a, was a game a preseason FBI. There was a game this year. I think it was the the Kentucky basketball game when Tennessee played them. Maybe it wasn't that game. There was a game. It was the Auburn game. I'm sorry. We played Auburn here, and they had Tennessee as like a 74% favorite to win that game, and a lot of people mm -hmm. were picking Auburn. I, I mean, it was spot on. I mean, it was absolutely – the line was spot on. So, I don't know. Yeah, football's a little bit different. So, we'll we'll see yeah, how all that goes out. But it is April. I've never <laughs> – yeah. We got a long ways to go. Now, we got to get a few transfer portal guys <laughs> – we got to have some defense. I mean, you just can't yeah. go through another SEC season with that type of defense. No offense to them, but we got to get better on third down, period. Overall, they weren't terrible. Third down, they were atrocious. And they need to turn the ball over more. Not on offense. Yeah. They need yeah. to they need to, they need to create some turnovers. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, they and one of the guys that was really good at that is no longer on the team. So, somebody's yeah. got to step up. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I'd like to get Troy Fleming back on at some point to kind of preview, you know, what Tennessee should be looking for. Um, but and you know, we'll talk about the roster moving forward. But yeah, they've got they got some holes still to fill. Spring practice, I think, is over now. I think. I mean, you'll see some guys. I'm curious. Do they want the kid from 
uh, UCF. Who's that? Yeah, good numbers and he's fast. I don't know his name, but I mean, he was a thousand yard receiver under Hopple. So interesting. Yeah, I need to look yeah. into that. I haven't. And everybody's like, oh, well, it's different. I mean, he knows the playbook. <laughs> There's not going to be a lot of transitioning for him. Yeah. Um, but they got a big commitment the other day from an uh, in state defensive lineman, Elijah Herring. Is that his name? I think it's uh, number one yeah, player in the state. Right. Yeah. Um, Hopple can't recruit. Yeah. Class of 23. Hopple can't recruit. I'm sure I haven't looked. Uh, SEC picks or Vols picks, PIX, whatever that, that account is. Whatever I'm sure it is. Now. They were feverishly looking for an excuse to as to why that kid chose Tennessee over somewhere else. It had to do, it was nothing with Hopple. It had to do with, well, he didn't want to go there or they didn't recruit him hard enough and he just settled for Tennessee. Like he, he just fell into Hopple's lap. Um, that guy is always why he I don't know if he's just trolling what the deal he's got, is. He's got to be trolling. There's yeah. no way he if he is that way, then he's got to be very miserable. And I ask I, I've said it on here before. I've asked multiple times if that guy would want to come on. And just I wasn't going to like make fun of him. I was just going to like, why do you think this way? Why? Why yeah. do you go on with this? And he would not come on. He's refused multiple times. He says he's too busy. He's got enough too time busy. to tweet. Yeah, he tweets. He says he works twelve-hour shifts. Hmm. So twelve-hour shifts of obsessing over Hopple of and drooling over Jeremy Pruitt. Sheesh. Good grief! Okay. I can't imagine. Um, bat. We we're not going to talk much about basketball at all on here, um, because I recorded, like I said earlier in the show, I recorded a basketball-specific podcast with uh nathaniel rutherford from vol basketball fever so we get in depth on tennessee season what they got to look forward to what the sec is going to look like uh we talked about tennessee's possible schedule next year what it may look like um we even talked about where tennessee should go play non-conference games um so we <laughs> talked about all that but after we recorded it came out oscar shebway's coming back to kentucky so that's a big keep for them I'm guessing, I'm guessing that guy did not get the feedback. He, he got a second round grade, which is about surprising. it. That's He's not surprising for his position. Uh, great rebounder. Can't score though. Like he has no offensive. He has very little offensive ge- uh, game. And what I mean by that is he's he grand. Can't make, he, and he can't, can't make, shoot. Yeah. He can, and he can't, he has, he has very few post moves in his arsenal. he, he uh, can't put the ball on the floor. Really, he's basically an offensive rebounder. Put the ball back up or get dunks. Adu, that's fine. It, There's nothing Adu wrong with that. exposed him. Link hurts him so much. Yeah. So he's. I mean, and I, that's a freshman that came in what like three games in, basically. Yeah. And his link just gave him so much trouble. I, I knew I mean, I'm when I saw that the other night that he was coming back. I was like, he he did not get the grade he was wanting. And I mean, that's a big keep for Kentucky. He's gonna. He's a yeah, good no, player. They're, they're I mean, going to be good because of it. National player of the year, SEC player of the year. I mean, he's good. But, uh, you know, it's like I didn't think Grant Williams was probably – when he came back after his sophomore year, I didn't think he was ready to go. Um, did I mm-hmm. imagine that he would get to where he's at right now? I think – Where he had a perfect game? Yeah. I mean, he had Sheesh. a perfect game the other night. Um, I don't think we imagined that. I thought he might play a little bit in the pros, but he's been a productive player. I mean, honestly, I thought he would have been out by now. Yeah. Or but at least he, playing in the G League. 
he works harder than anybody. Who would, I mean, the dude's shooting ridiculous stats for from three. And it's not the college three. It's the NBA three ball. And he just, he's worked. Nobody outworks him. Yeah, That's I mean, makes when, him good. remember he hit a huge three against Kentucky in the SEC semi tournament yeah. semifinals that year. And I remember when he shot it, I was like, what is he doing? Because he rarely shot from the outside. He was the anti-Brandon Huntley Hatfield, who I don't know what your thoughts are on that guy. We um, uh, Vol Bas- or Nathaniel Rutherford and I talked quite a bit about him. But what's your thoughts on that? I mean, Grant Williams was totally opposite. He, you know, wanted to work inside where yeah. this guy left because he, he didn't want to put his back to the basket. Yeah, he wants to be a three guy. Uh, you, I mean, you can barely dribble. I mean, I don't want to say barely dribble. He could dribble, but he's not a three. He just isn't a three. But I did not know that he went to four different high schools. Then you have your college school. That's five. You're going to go to your sixth. You're never going to be happy. Whether he's getting bad info, I don't know. I don't know the kid, so I don't want to say he's getting bad information from people around him, whatever. I know people are freaking out and like, it's a huge loss. Look at his numbers. It's not a huge loss. Um, he filled in for um, O when he went down. I think he had a few plays here and there, but he never really played second half of any game. Even yeah, he, like we we got exposed because he couldn't play defense in the Michigan game. It's a tough loss because I think of that that potential of what right. he could be. The potential was there, but it was never shown. He hit one three that helped us against Auburn, but other than that, I mean, you can get that offense from somewhere else. Yeah, three points a game, you can get that from a transfer, whatever. Now, replacing Chandler, that, that's your that's problem. That's different. <laughs> that's a problem. I mean, the but guys tend to – Yuri Collins is going to come in and throw some assists. Nathaniel Rutherford and I talked about this. The guys Tennessee's losing are all replaceable except Kennedy Chandler. You, you've lost Kennedy Chandler, who's going to the draft. You've lost Quentin DeBonge. He, he yeah. finally told me how to say that guy's name. You lost Brandon Huntley Hatfield, Victor Bailey Jr. John Fulkerson's gone due to graduation. So – Four out of those five that have left, and Tomba, so that's five out of the six that have left, yeah. are all replaceable that, I mean, Tomba never played. DeBonje never played. Uh, Victor Bailey Jr. had his moments, but he rarely contributed. Fulkerson was a big contributor, but he's replaceable. Um, and Chandler's going to be tough. And Huntley Hatfield is – it's not like the cupboard's bare. We've still got – Kamwa and Jonas Adu in there, and then you've got Mayshack behind them. That if he can get any type of offense, he can score yeah, his three defense points is a game. Phenomenal! His defense is out of this world, and that was a freshman out there. Just yeah, yeah, causing yeah. havoc, getting rebounds. I mean, the little things. And once he he knows what's going on now, so yeah. it's a whole different ball game. But yeah, I mean, you're going to bring in transfers. Um, don't have to panic. You're already. I'm telling you, you replace Chandler with Collins. You're replacing uh, Victor Bailey with Key. There you go. There's two. So tell tell us the – and I think you kind of just mentioned it, but you told me before we started recording you had some uh, recruiting news that you wanted to break or that you I mean, learned – I it's of. not break. I'm not breaking oh, anything. I know. It's just 
and it's it not a to, secret. I mean, it is to you're some on this show. Balls for these guys, <laughs> yeah, you're getting crystal balls for these guys. But I mean, who, who is it? Who's out there? They're gonna get Collins and Key now. So, so if who, something changes and they don't want Key, there you go. But they're gonna get Collins and Key. So, so, so for the, those the thing was, know, it was Murray or Key, and clearly Murray's not yeah, a vault. Murray went so, to Georgetown. So yeah. So, so us, you're gonna get Key. Tell us who Yuri Collins is and, and the, the key kid, because I know who they are, you know, but some listening may not. Collins is really, what, six-foot guard? Yeah. Point guard? Will give you assists for days. Probably not going to give you that scoring that Chandler was able to produce. But on the flip side, you got Key, who can score in high numbers. Like, he, he's a, he's a high-volume guy getting a bucket. Um, I don't know how tall Key is, honestly. Yuri Collins, Yuri Collins, uh, Tyreek Key and Yuri Collins. Yuri Collins is uh, transferring out of St. Louis. Um, he actually entered the draft process, but I think all signs were pointing to him coming back. Once he came back, he was uh, entering the transfer portal. He's done that. It seems to me like what you're saying and what I'm reading is it's Tennessee. Uh, Tyreek Key is another guy who I think Tennessee actually – He's 6'3". Okay. They won him out of high school, I think. Yes, they did. This is the one I'm thinking of. And then, I mean, he's his transfer portal crystal ball is 100% Tennessee. But, I mean, it's yeah. just somebody that said this stuff in the past that is rarely wrong. So, I'm going to go with them until they're wrong. He does turn the ball over a lot, but yeah, but so does Collins. Collins so does has Collins. a lot of turnovers, um, but they have decently high assists. So it's like, uh, can we break those bad habits? Yeah, well, that's like I, I on the podcast that if you listen to it, the basketball specific that I recorded, uh, Rick Barnes has a good track record with guards and getting them to. Um, to change their ways or or molding them into what he wants, and I think he can do that with these two guys. So we'll definitely we'll see. can. I mean, they they should want to come here. I got a little surprised Murray went to Georgetown with as bad yeah. as they've been, but yeah, I, I mean, it's all about you know there there's so many ins and outs. Now the guy that you really want that who knows, and we probably won't get now that Auburn's involved. And I'm not saying Auburn can out recruit us, blah 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 for every player, but the Phillips kid out of high school. Julian Phillips, yeah. I, I just think that's a bidding war at this point. Yeah. It's an NIL, I mean, NIL bidding war. I think a fear – and I think Tennessee – they talked about this on Vol Basketball Fever, too, and I was thinking about it, too, is Brandon Huntley-Hatfield, you and I, you almost don't want to see that kid have success when he leaves here because Tennessee's not had a good track record since Rick Barnes has been here with big guys, except for Kyle Alexander Grant Williams. I guess yeah. you could throw Schofield in. Other than that, like the guys they brought in either for whatever reason, either haven't panned out or they've left early, whatever it may be. But if I think, Brandon Huntley Hatfield goes to Auburn or Wake Forest yeah, and, and has a good success. time, that's, that's not a good look for us. But, you know, Look at Auburn. If they get Brandon Huntley, Hatfield, and Julian Phillips, they're two different players, but that's two five-star guys they've added to their roster uh, right if, out of the game. If they get both of those, then Huntley Hatfield's right in the back. Exact same situation. He ain't getting minutes. Yeah. He's not playing over that kid yeah. because he's playing the position he wants. 
Yeah, the only thing about Pearl's system allows you to be a little more free, but it also, I mean, we saw yeah, it but this it, year. It, it, it also them. allows those guards to just bury their team. Yeah. No matter what superstar you have on there. It hurt them. I mean, it really, that team shot themselves out of games. Why was Jabari Smith not touching the ball every time down? He would go every time. He would go five to ten minutes without either he wasn't on the court or he didn't touch the basketball. Like if I'm that team, that guy's touching the basketball every time down the court. I'd every be time. hand with everybody else. Yeah, we'll run the offense through this guy. So, so we mentioned uh, Tennessee had eight thousand one hundred eighty-three fans at Smoky Stadium last Tuesday night against Tennessee Tech, a game they lost. Have you seen the Oakland A's attendance numbers to start the season? I hadn't seen them until you shared them with me. I shared them with you earlier, so yes, you have. That that Um, sounds really awful. So, for those that are listening that haven't seen this or are not paying attention to Major League Baseball yet, Major League Baseball started a couple weeks ago, um, and I was – I came across this today. I get emails at work about sports from the sports industry, and it's it talks about the financial side of sports and facility side, and then just random sports stories. And this one popped up in the email chain. It was Oakland Athletics attendance woes continue. And for those that don't know, Oakland plays in and I guess it's a stadium that was built probably in the 60s or 70s. It's one of those cookie-cutter stadiums like Old Riverfront, Fulton County Stadium, Veteran Stadium, Shea Stadium, all those. Um, Let's see, Three Rivers was another one. Uh, Those cookie-cutter stadiums that were multi-purpose football, baseball. The Raiders played there. That's why the Raiders are not in Oakland anymore. They're in Las Vegas because Oakland would not – could not figure out how to build them a stadium. Well, the A's want a new stadium. Uh, I was telling you before we started recording, I was reading that um, city council in Oakland is uh, has, I think, either voting on either this week or early next week, some impact studies on what a stadium would look like. So that's like hurdle number one. But it seems to me that Oakland has a has a roster that they're not paying a whole lot for. It's like really I don't know the whole total payroll that they have. It's Moneyball, but it's worse. Than, I mean, it's it it's a modern-day, real-life, Major League, the movie story, where if you're not familiar with that movie, please go watch it. Please watch it. The, the owner, there's a new owner of the Indians. Her husband passed away. She inherited the team. She is wanting to move the team to Miami, and they're in an old stadium there in Cleveland, uh, Cleveland Municipal Stadium. She's letting it fall apart. She tanks her team because she thinks if she can get attendance low enough, it'll trigger something in the lease of the stadium where she can up and move the team. And it was starting to work until the team found out about it, and they put a uh, cardboard cutout of her, and every time they won a game, they pulled <laughs> pulled it off till she was completely nude, and they ended up – I don't. I've always wondered in that movie how far they went after they won that, that – uh, play yeah. that playoff game against the Yankees. It's leaving it up to you. I mean, I guess uh, it was like – Just imagine. It was probably like a, a – I don't know if it was the last game of the season. I think they had to go play an extra game because they were tied. Because back – Yeah. When that movie was made, I think there was only three divisions. There was the East, Central, and West. Um, now you've got the – Now you've got the the NL East, the the Central, 
the West. So, I mean, you've got there's there's three divisions in each. Is that right? What am I mm-hmm. thinking here? I think, anyway, I think you're right. There was just the East Something and like West. That. There was just the East and the West back then. I think I can't remember. Anyways, um, it was different. <laughs> it was it was different. I'm 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 I need my baseball expert, Coach Bray here. Um, but East, I was looking Central West is what we got of uh, the American, and then East Central West. Yeah, that's national. Because there's three division winners, and then there's what three or four wild cards now. Yeah, I think that's yeah. So back to my original story here. He, this past Tuesday, the A's hosted the Baltimore Orioles, who were also terrible. The announced attendance of this game was 3,748. It was the lowest since 1980. Um, the stat was short-lived, though, as Wednesday saw a new low of 2,703. Uh, it says here, to top it all off, the A's picked up a – one to nothing loss against the Orioles with a lone run coming in the fifth inning. Um, it, it says here, excluding games with attendance restrictions as part of COVID-19, the A's haven't had a smaller crowd since 2,443 that showed up against the game against the Texas Rangers on September 9th, 1980. Um, it, they said a lot of it here, too. The attendance numbers Wednesday were likely to do with the game being pushed up three and a half hours due to a forecast of heavy rain. Uh, they said the thing, same thing on Thursday. It says Oakland Coliseum or whatever it's called now. I can't remember the name. It's the one of the oldest venues in MLB. Um, fan ticket prices aren't an issue. It says you can get them there for ten bucks. Um, their opening day attendance was seventeen thousand five hundred three. Uh, seating capacity of the park is listed at 46,000. It's a big stadium for a b- baseball stadium, but it, it's bad. I mean, ten- think about that. Tennessee had 8,183 at Smoky Stadium for a game. They can't get 3,000 people to show up for a major league baseball game. In a massive city. That's wild. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. I, I don't know that Oakland – that's going to be tough – Oakland loses both of their – and Oakland's a kind of a rough, gritty yeah. town. San Francisco's right across the bay with a bunch of hippies in it, and that's where the Warriors moved out of Oakland and went to San Francisco. The Raiders moved to Las Vegas, and if they lose this team, it's that's, that's going to be tough for Oakland. And yeah. there's a, um, Nashville's uh, talked about as they've been very open that they, they want any team they can get. It doesn't have to be expansion – it, it can be anybody. They'll take anything, they said. But Nashville's been very open about wanting a major league baseball team. Nashville's also, and we'll talk about this later on, not this week, but a, on a later episode, they're going to build a new football stadium. Yes. And Hallelujah. They want the – which I, I like where they play now, Nissan Stadium. No, I like the location. Um, but that town's outgrown that stadium. Yeah, it, it's not – it's not good anymore for that town. That is a Nashville has turned into kind of Atlanta. It's a it's a it's a town where you can host big events. I mean, you can host a Super Bowl there. You can host a Final Four there. You can yeah. host a, a college football playoff game or a champ, national championship game. You can host those things there, but they're not going to do it in Nissan Stadium. No. No, not at all. They're going to have to go dome 
they're gonna have to or at least make it i I mean they they, at least they're gonna have to build a new stadium. i mean they wanted to pump like 600 million into that stadium which is fine to upgrade it because it take a whole lot but you walk around mm-hmm. that stadium compared and they need of, they need a new one bank it of is america, always kind of a cookie cutter to me bank of america is a little bit like that over in charlotte i mean it's nice stadium too but there's talk in charlotte that they want to move more toward the south carolina line and build a stadium that would be to be the true carolina panthers yeah but their stadium's in a per- – Carolina Stadium's in a perfect spot. It's right in the middle of downtown with stuff it, It's a really good spot. It is a really good spot for them. The Titans, it's in it's in an okay spot. Yeah. It's just – I mean, it, it's not bad, but I – mean, You got to walk a, a location. You got to walk a little bit to get to downtown, but it's not that bad. I mean, it's – Yeah, it's not terrible. I just I think, think the stadium aesthetics could be better, I guess. Yeah. But it's built in the late 90s, so it's, it's – Yeah, it, I mean, it definitely has that vibe. It's over 20 just years old. And give me a new one. Give me the dome like in Georgia. Just, it, that maybe, thing's amazing. I would, say they could, I would say they could give that stadium to Vanderbilt, but they'd have to tear down every section of the stadium except maybe just one side. They, all they, they still need wouldn't fill that up. They would just need just to fill it with some bleachers on the side. <laughs> <laughs> Be like uh, <laughs> soccer fields at Frank Lorino <laughs> Park in Morristown. Oh, man, it's so bad. Well, that's all. That's all we've got for this week's show. Um, you got any other thoughts before we close this puppy out? Nope, didn't have any in there. <laughs> well, it was good to have uh, Big Montana to stop by for a few Special minutes. Guest. Special guest. Uh, hopefully, he'll be back full time next week. There was a story I wanted to talk to him about about the atlanta braves but we'll get to that with him next week and there was another story i I needed him and gavin here for this one i um was at lunch today and there was a domestic dispute on the street that i was able to record uh but i i want to discuss that with everybody here and play that so we'll hold that off for another time but i've got the video safely secured so it was uh it was interesting it was at a uh Cat bus stop, C A K A T. Cat bus stops. Um, but uh, we'll get Big Montana back on here. Gavin was trying his best to get here tonight. He got stuck somewhere and couldn't get on here. Hopefully, he'll be back soon. Uh, I've I've heard from a lot of people that keep asking, "Where's Gavin?" Gavin's stuck in Sorrowville. I can't believe that that he has really not come back on since that. Um, since that mission embrace the baseball gavin come on gavin he's working too hard he needs to he needs to relax yeah four (laughs) weeks and i'm off work Woo! so that's this week's show i appreciate everybody listening uh like i said earlier in the show we did a basketball specific podcast uh, the vol basketball fever and section yy collaborated to do one check that out that'll be released after this one um, I am working on a YouTube channel to upload the podcast video um, to YouTube. So stay tuned for that. I'll have more info on. I'm trying to test that out right now. So hopefully have that soon. This one will be on there uh, whenever I get it ready. Um, oh, great. Yeah. You should pick a different one when I get my setup right. No, this is even better. <laughs> I like the I like the up angle towards you. The up angle. It's odd. <laughs> I got a way better setup. Way You'll better. get it figured out. We we got to get oh, the. It, uh, it's figured out. I got a kid's YouTube channel. I'm gonna drop his line. <laughs> when we get that. rolling. I heard that. 
Um, if you want to listen to this episode or the basketball episode or any other past episodes, you can find us on uh, Listen Notes, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast. Still trying to figure out how to get us on Spotify. I got to figure that out. I hadn't really tried, yeah, to need, be honest. But, you need to figure out Spotify because um, you're on the download the podcast. We're almost on every platform you can get. So we're working on it. We had we had CNN Plus top ratings. And if you haven't seen, CNN Plus has been on the air for like two weeks. And then in two weeks, they're going off the air. They've just decided to cancel. Um, CNN spent $300 million to um, get CNN Plus going and spent $100 million in nationwide advertising, and no one watches it, and they are going off the air at the end of the month. Section YY8, I think. I, I haven't probably looked, got more watchers than I that. haven't looked in the last couple of weeks, but our ratings last week were terrible. So we are in CNN Plus territory right now. But there are people that, like, they we didn't record last week, and they were disappointed we didn't record. So this show's for you guys. Hey. We got kids playing t-ball. <laughs> I mean, it, hey, I was tough. busy. I, I Testing at school. It's um, my you know, butt. We went to the Tennessee game last Tuesday. I yeah, had a game Wednesday. The ball's rolling. I'm announcing Carter softball and Carter baseball, and they play seemingly every night of the week, it, it feels like. This has been – this week they did not play Monday. They did not play Tuesday. I had a game tonight, and I've got a game tomorrow night. This is the first week where I've not had three-plus games in a week in about a month. So it, it was nice to have a little bit of a downtime this week, but next week it picks right back up again. I got oh, about yeah. two or three weeks left of that. And then it is the season, but it, it's springtime. It's time to get outside and enjoy the weather. I'll be, I'll be doing a podcast on the beach in Hawaii in my swim trunks. We'll, we'll have I to might, get you to call in. A special guest call in. Yeah. yeah, definitely. We'll definitely do that. Well, I appreciate everybody listening, and uh, I don't know if we'll be back next week. Hopefully we are, if our schedules work out. If we are, great. If not, we'll see you next time on the Section YY8 podcast. Well, it's late at night on this old turnpike, and my head's spinning around and around. It's a long, long way from New York to Texas. I've been through a million towns. Well, let's get off the bus and get on the stage, the band and the boys and me. Take me to Alabama, Mississippi, Montana. They don't want me back in Tennessee. Tennessee, how could you do this to me? I gave you some of the best of my days. Ain't no reason for me to stay. Tennessee, you took the life out of me. What little money I made. I either drank it up or I gave it away.